advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be construed as medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement, but as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Good evening, everyone. You're listening to Red Pill 78. As always, my name is Zach Payne, the Corruption Detector, and this is another edition of Red Pill News for Friday Night Livestream. Joining me in the studio tonight, very special guest for the very first time, the one and only Greg Phillips. You may have seen him in the recent documentary, 2,000 Mules. You might know him from True the Vote. You may have even seen some testimony that he gave very recently. Greg is a longtime election integrity researcher. He's been involved in politics for decades at this point. And if anybody knows what's going on with the election fraud and the ballot trafficking that's been happening, certainly it's going to be him. Do me a favor, guys. Please consider liking and sharing the broadcast on your favorite social media platform. Share it out there on Truth Social, Twitter, Facebook, Gab, Getter, wherever you're at. Help us break through the algorithm. All right, if you have questions for Greg, make sure you throw them into the gold pills over there on the Foxhole, Rumble Rants over on Rumble, and of course, we've got Buy Me a Coffee and Lisa's Cash App. In the meantime, do me a favor, sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, and we'll be right back after this. Right now, with inflation at 8.5% and maybe higher by the time you see this, don't you think you need to be smarter with your money? You need it to grow, not shrink. You need financial freedom, not debt. Start a gold IRA with Noble Gold right now and you'll be safe. And this month, for every cash deal above $20,000, you'll get an incredible solid silver 3-ounce American Virtue coin, completely free as a thank you for signing up. You can't go wrong with Noble Gold. So call them today at 877-646-5347 or visit them in the link below at noblegoldinvestments.com. Once again, that's noblegoldinvestments.com. And when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. And please join me in welcoming my guest for this evening, Greg Phillips. Greg, how are you, buddy? I am doing great. Thank you so much for having me, Zach. Awesome. Uh, It truly is a pleasure and an honor. Uh, Greg, as I was saying in the introduction, you've been involved in this type of work for a very long time at this point. So I'd like to start by uh, kind of establishing those bona fides. How did you get involved in the uh, investigations of elections and determining whether or not something hanky-panky had taken place. Man, I started in 1982. Uh, George Wallace was running for governor in Alabama for his last time around, and uh, he was running against a Republican. There weren't any Republicans in Alabama at the time, or not many anyway. Uh, a guy named Emory Fulmer, who was a Marine, Mayor Montgomery, just tough as nails, but one of the best guys on the planet. And uh, somehow I got involved in a little bit of research in that campaign and and um, 
and uh, we lost, but but uh, it was quite a ride. And from there, it's, uh, it's been a lot of that all over the world and uh, certainly all over the United States. And uh, we've just had a blast doing it. And, you know, <laughs> we've we've often said that what we're seeing in the United States right now is more akin to a banana republic than anything we've seen in the past. What can you tell us about that? How do you feel as somebody who has investigated elections throughout the world? Do you think that we are essentially a banana republic at this point? Yeah, it's a joke. I mean, we we are a joke. Um, you know, even you know before the Taliban came back in Afghanistan, you know, even they were using you know retinal scans to be sure that the person was who they said they were when they were voting. You know, in Mexico, it's you know, believe it or not, you know, pretty safe and and secure, and everybody votes on one day at one time. And if you get there and you don't have your ID, you don't vote. If your ID doesn't match the the numbers on the ballot, you don't vote. And, you know, they keep a pretty tight grip on it. But here we are in the United States. You know, we can't even we can't even run a primary right without having all manner of nonsense and shenanigans running on. Well, it's almost as if it is so convoluted and crazy uh, by design. I mean, it certainly makes it a lot easier to cheat in a number of different Amen. ways by keeping it this way. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and, and in the end, it's a it's a not just a fabulous break in process because the process is completely and utterly and totally broken. But the truth is they don't want to fix it, right? They do not want to fix this. And, you know, and and it's on both sides too, right? You got all these Republicans up there saying, you know, pontificating about we're going to have poll watchers and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And, and in Georgia, you know, as we showed in the movie, you know, yeah, they pay poll watchers, they turn things in, and nobody does nobody does anything right <laughs> you just can't make this stuff up i mean it's it's a complete it's a complete farce it's a lot of lip service designed to keep the 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 plebs busy we're out here running around uh you know worrying about whether or not our elections are safe meanwhile the people that are in charge they know our elections aren't safe and they don't do anything about it they just keep us running in circles yeah. And, and and like I said, the process is so broken and, you know, it starts with dirty voter rolls. And if you try to do something about it, uh, Catherine uh, Engelbrecht and I am true to vote uh, challenged in the Georgia runoff in December of 2020. We helped Georgia citizens challenge 364,000 voters that were ineligible to vote. Um, and immediately Mark Elias wrote the county's letter and said, don't do this. If you take this up, we're going to sue you. We wrote him a letter and said, okay, if he sues you, we'll, we'll, we'll protect you. And of course, what'd they do? They did nothing. They sat on it. And guess what happened two days later? Stacey Abrams and Mark Elias sued through the vote. And we are still, and us, and we are still in that lawsuit now here, you know, a year and a half later, $2 million deep. And that's what they do. You know, lawfare, just break the process. And, um, you know, do everything they can do to keep the rolls from being clean. You know, it makes it a whole lot easier to cheat if there's a bunch of dirty voter rolls. Absolutely. So what legal basis do they have to sue you guys? I mean, how did they keep you clogged up in court and and keep you spending money? Yeah, it's completely insane. They said we were suppressing the vote. Well, uh, no. I mean, the people were illegal. They were they were these were illegal cast votes because the people were illegally on the reg- on the registers. These are people that had moved by and large, the people that had gone to another county, gone to another state. Here's the bad news. I mean, we haven't we haven't even talked because we've been fooling around with the mules thing. We haven't even talked much about this particular topic. But of those 364,000, 70,000 people in the general election that were not eligible to vote voted. Make it worse in the runoff that that turned 
you know, the power over to the Democrats and and turn, you know, America into what it is today. Uh, Forty five thousand voted in the runoff. Remember, these are people that were ineligible to vote. But and when, here when, we are. And you when know, you say still in the rolls to this day. So are these people who are, uh, you know, they've moved out of state or they're dead or they're yes. they're not citizens of the United States? Is it crossing the, the gamut there? Yeah, all, all the above. I mean, we really honed in on because we knew this was we suspected they were going to sue us or do something to us. We really honed in on people that had moved. Um, and the Georgia law is pretty clear and it's it's not really unique. There are a lot of citizen challenge laws around the country. But Georgia's is, is unique in that. A citizen can challenge any other citizen in their district all the way up until the night before the election. And all they have to do is give a reason why. The reason why is they moved. They don't live here anymore. And they're suing us and they're trying to dig in. How did we figure this out? How did we do this? How did we do? It doesn't matter. The, the, the reason they, cha- they were challenged is the other piece about it is the county's completely chickened out. I mean, I think there was a handful of counties that actually took up the challenges um, because they were completely scared. And one of them that did take them up, true to their word, they sued that county. And uh, and guess guess who the judge was in in that in that uh, court case? Stacey Abrams sister. That's not a conflict (laughs) of interest. <laughs> and wow. she actually she actually ruled close to for us and or not for us, but but for the county. Um, and and things were going pretty good. But we just found out in the last couple of days that she came back in a month later and sort of amended her ruling to make it look like she hadn't ruled in our favor or she hadn't ruled for him. So you just it's just insanity. Right. I mean, it's, it's completely crazy. So all, prob- the, all the while, you know, Elias is doing all the crap he's doing and getting away with it. Yeah. You know? You know, you talk about banana republics. What is this, right? Who are we? What is this? She probably assumes that enough time has passed and people aren't going to realize that she went back and actually ruled in favor of her sister. It's, no, that's I disgusting. Didn't know. I've, been, I've been sued for 18 months and I didn't know until today. Wow. All right. So you mentioned that only one county took up the challenge. That was a challenge, say, from uh, some average everyday citizens. Or uh, do you mean yeah. in the entire state of Georgia, with everything you found, this was the only municipality that was willing to take a look at your information and use it in the way that it should be. Yeah, I actually think there were three, but there was one in particular that that caused all the uproar. I think it was uh, uh, the county where Columbus, Georgia is in. Okay. Um, and, you know, I mean, what, what, why even try, right? I mean, you know, of course, the answer for us is it's all about freedom. Right. And, you know, if, if we give this away and, you know, free, fair and legal elections die, uh, and so does America. And that's that's our our motive. But, you know, they can ju- they know that they can just sue us, keep it in court. And by the way, the judge um, in this case, uh, I think the lawyers should probably fuss at me for, for getting too far into it. But but that we tried to counter suit and the judge wouldn't even let us counter suit. So it's just, you know, it seems it seems everywhere you turn, it seems like it's fixed. What about the fact that it is an obvious conflict of interest that it's Stacey Abrams' sister? I mean, don't you have legal recourse to say something about that? Apparently not. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's it's an insane world, man. I mean, we're we're not we're not living in a, in a real world. The other thing, the other thing that happened along the way uh, that I thought was amusing, or might, might amuse some of your listeners, or maybe not, maybe just piss them off. The newest thing that she's cooked up, that Stacey Abrams has cooked up. And she went into Georgia, Mississippi, Louisiana, 
and Arizona and bought the medical debt, bought the medical debt for 100,000 voters. It gets access to their social security numbers that way. And to a lot of personal information. She can tell basically right. if they're still there and if they can cast a ballot. That's and, crazy. And, and, and you go knock on the door and say, hey, uh, you know, we, we helped you, you know, we helped you retire that debt. Um, you know, we can sure use your vote. Mm-hmm. And this yeah. is buying votes at its finest. And in fact, the left, somebody, some moron on the left came out and said, well, this is the way, this is the way we do this. This is the way of the future. You get people to go out and run out $212 million worth of debt. You buy it in for a million dollars. And for a million dollars, you gain 100,000 votes. What? What's happening? Where are we? You know, it's the same banana republic nonsense. So my real question with that situation specifically is whose money was it? Was it actually Stacey Abrams? Was it her nonprofit association? Was it large Democrat donors that were kicking into her pack or something? That is a great question. The answer is the latter. It's a super PAC that did this. Let me tell you, I ran Gingrich's super PAC in 2012, winning our future. Mm-hmm. And they were after me all day long, every day. The FEC, I mean, it didn't matter what I did. If I didn't file my 24-hour report, you know, one minute late, they were all over me. I tried to, in the end, tried to find me $175,000. If I would have taken a million dollars out of my pack and gone and bought medical debt for voters, I mean, that's, I mean, the existence of the pack means that it's electioneering. Mm-hmm. Right. Just just the fact that it's in the back. This isn't in her C3 and in or it's not in her C4. This is her super PAC. How could this be? How could the FEC not be going crazy with this? You know why? Because the right's too afraid to fight. Right. right. Or the Republicans are too afraid to fight. No, you're absolutely right. The the left has had us beat for decades on activism and on dirty tricks. I mean, way too Amen. often. Uh, we're just way too polite. We we don't want to cause a stir. We don't want to have to go there. We think that it's below us, uh, our level of decorum. But I mean, we need to roll our sleeves up at this point because we've allowed it to get this far. And now we are this close to losing our country. And, you know, the information you and, and your partners there and Dinesh D'Souza that you've been able to bring forward, it's revolutionary. I mean, I really feel like if something was going to open up people's eyes, this really should be it. Yeah, um, we, we, we believe so as well. Um, I, I think if, if nothing else comes out of this movie, I saw Rasmussen or somebody had a poll today uh, saying that 20 million Americans have seen this movie, and that, kind of, that comes pretty close to matching up with our numbers. Um, and, but, but even more than that, 77% of them believe it. Everywhere we've been, Zach, I mean, I was in, I was in the airport earlier today, and people are coming up to me and say, hey, are you the dude with the beard in the movie? That was awesome. <laughs> I mean, just random people, right? I mean, and I'm just a guy. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I happen to be in the movie, but I'm just a dude, right? Yeah. And, and people are coming up, talking to me about the movie. I've never seen an outpouring of support for, yeah, yeah, we knew something. Was, you know, uh, Aaron Lewis has a song, you know, people shaking their heads saying something ain't right. Mm-hmm. This is that something. This is that something. And and I mean, people have had it. Absolutely had it. Yeah. Uh, real briefly over here on Rumble, Dicea one says Red Pill 78 is the news now. Thank you for fighting for our country. Expose the corruption. Bring the pain. Uh, and then Low Country Brooklyn says follow Greg on Truth Social, truthsocial.com forward slash at Greg Phillips. 
Uh, and just to jump and uh, piggyback on that point, I went to my local Flagler County Republican meeting here two days ago, uh, and the, uh, the the woman who handles the elections here in Flagler County, she was presenting on election security, and I had a pamphlet. I meant to show it, but I totally forgot to bring it to my desk. But she brought up 2,000 mules. Uh, and what's great is Flagler, did she really? She really did. Flagler County is uh, a major Republican county. I mean, there are hardly any Democrats that live here. So we've got things pretty locked down. But she went through a list of everything that we do here in Flagler County uh, that we can use to show that our elections are secure. It makes it very difficult for anybody to come in and create any type of uh, a fraud around here. Um, so I, I wanted to ask you, and that, so that was really awesome to see all those people knowing who, uh, you know, what flat, what 2000 meals was and, and you people there at true the vote as well. What would you suggest, uh, just a list of things, laundry list of things that we could do here in America to simplify the voting process and make it essentially something that would be, uh, election secure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, some of it's simple, right? I mean, let's go back to a single day voting. Everybody votes on one day. Let's make it a holiday, give everybody off, be sure that everybody has an opportunity to vote. Um, uh, you know, we do it by paper, none of this mail-in nonsense, none of that going on. The other thing we've got to do, I mean, there's some blocking and tackling that has to be done here as well. We've got to clean these voter rolls. The voter rolls are a mess. Florida happens to be better than most, but, you know, there have been plenty of problems in Florida over the years. They, they you know, places like where you live, you know, are way better off than, than, you know, maybe some of the places a little further South. And, and, um, you know, we've seen shenanigans over and over and over again. Catherine actually had to sue on behalf of Alan West, uh, in, um, I can't remember what County it was. Um, but, but anyway, this was about way back in, I think 2012 or something like that. And she was like a lone ranger. They're like, you want to sue? What, what are you talking about? But, but I think cleaning up the voter rolls is something huge, Pretty much every state's got their own little issues, their own little challenges. Um, but if we could do that, that would go a long way. The second thing is these rogue secretaries of state and others that are mailing everybody on the voter rolls, whether, you know, mailing them applications, mailing them ballots, mailing them the whole thing. If your rolls aren't clean and you're mailing everyone an application or everyone a ballot, including inactive voters, it's a recipe for disaster. Most states prevent that by law, but you know how they get around it? These secretaries of state sign these consent decrees with Mark Elias and Stacey Abrams and all these other people that allow them to get away with that. So if we clean these voter rolls and 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 we you know really make an aggressive effort to prevent these secretaries of state from doing these consent decrees and mailing all of these voter rolls, the dirty voter rolls with uh, applications and ballots, we've come a long way. The third thing we got to do, we absolutely have to get rid of these drop boxes. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care. I understand all the excuses. I understand if it's a disabled person, old people, whatever. There is no one in America that has watched more of this video than me. Not one single person. These are not old people. This is not grandma walking her dog and sticking her ballot in a box. That's not what's happening here. These people, I mean, it's a, a matter of convenience and convenient cheating. And these boxes exist for one reason and one reason only, and that's to cheat. If we are going to keep them, then somebody's got to figure out a plan. And we're working on something with the sheriff's associations and a few other folks to get some virtual eyes on these things. It's one thing to say, oh, well, you got to have cameras on the box. But if the camera is 150 feet away mm -hmm. behind a building and you can't even see the box, then what good does it do? So get rid of the boxes. But if you have to keep them, we got to get eyes on. 
And then, you know, finally, you know, Catherine says it more eloquently than I do. We absolutely have to make these election crimes painful and we have to make them stick. It can't just be a misdemeanor, a slap on the wrist and, oh, everything's okay because the people have no risk. If these mules that are making 10 bucks a ballot or whatever it is they're making recognize, oh, my gosh, I might go to jail for 20 years for doing this. They're not going to do it. They will stop it. And so the sentinel effect of the and the power of a stick as big as that is necessary. So those are some of the big things. That, that we think are, are easy, they're important. You know, that's, it's going to be hard to go back to paper and it's going to be hard to have a national day of voting or whatever they want to call it. But look, I, I, like I said, look, 80% of the people who watch this movie say, yeah, yeah, that, that's wrong. 60% of all of us, right? Republicans, Democrats, independents, everybody know that something is going on. We have to stop it. We have to stop acting like Venezuela and we have to get get this done and do it right. Uh, over on Rumble, Erica Freedom said, can't thank you enough for everything that you and your team are doing. Uh, Low Country Brooklyn said, shout out to New Hanover County Concerned Citizens, one of, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the largest American first grassroots organizations in Southeast North Carolina. They held a viewing uh, party and had about 70 in attendance, 2,000 mules. Uh, and then uh, Freight Awakening says, 2,000 mules was groundbreaking work. And thank you for that, Greg. Something that's 10 times more mind-blowing coming soon has me salivating. Appreciate you both. That's an excellent point to segue to, Greg. The other day, you made mention on my friend John uh, Patel Patriot's podcast that something else was in the works. And you made mention of uh, federal agencies and uh, an investigation. Now, I, I just wanted to see if I could clarify there. Were you referring to an investigation by federal agencies that you're involved with? Are we to believe that the government is actually choosing to do something about this? Or did you mean that this is an investigation that ensnares federal agencies and makes them complicit in the fraud that we've seen? Yeah, good. Good question, Zach. Um, uh, the, the answer is a little bit of both, actually. Okay. Um, what, what's what's happening is something that we uncovered, and it was so significant and so mind-blowing that we actually took it to federal authorities. We did. Um, what was interesting about it is we, we actually engaged with them in the, in the what ensued. Um, and, and the story is really what happened from there. But I can tell the, the guts of what, what this was in a minute okay. or two okay. minutes. Uh, but we've got to get lawyered up, and this is going to be huge. This is going to this is going to blow people's minds. Um, we're excited about it, but you know, even even for me, this one's this one's a little edgy. Um, and um, you know, for somebody who spent their whole life kind of kind of exposing these these not just rough edges, but this one's a broken edge. Um, we've got a we've got a real problem that we have to take care of, and when people find out. Not only what it is, but what happened in the aftermath of the investigation. Um, I, I mean, we, 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 Catherine and I actually fear what may happen. And so we're going to do this and do this right. The other thing I told John, I'll tell you, Zach, uh, we're going to pull a bunch of you guys in, you influencers and people that have these great shows. And, and we're going to pull you guys in early and have a, I think I called it a secret meeting. I actually hate that word because you know it sounds like some kind of secret squirrel thing or some kind of nonsense. <laughs> but but we're gonna have we're gonna have a, a a private meeting, let's say, 
and we're going to get everybody educated. We're not going to do this in a movie. We're not going to do anything. We're going to give you guys the goods. We're going to give everybody, you know, sort of a, you know, let's not go with this until everybody's had a chance to look at it, right. dig in on your own and figure out what, what everybody else is. One of the great things about the movement now, you know, whether it's you guys or, you know, your listeners or you or, you know, John or, or all these other folks, man, people are digging in, right? I mean, people, I mean, just regular people are like, you know, going and pulling 990s from, you know, these nonprofits in Yuma, Arizona, and, and just doing things that would normally have been, you know, to, you know, one of our analysts or somebody else's analysts. But this is amazing where we are right now. Mules, among other things, has really catalyzed Americans. And even though people, what we're seeing now is even though people might not exactly agree with where you are or, or what you're thinking about, I said this on somebody's show earlier today, but if it's for freedom and that's what you, that's what you're for, you may have a different approach than me, but I'm for you. I'll stand shoulder to shoulder with you. I'll go to, I'll go to war with anybody. And, and um, you know, and that's where I think mules has kind of, you know, I know we still have some problems and we're all like, well, why, why did you do this? And why do you talk about that? Mules is catalyzing this and bringing people together that are near each other and, and shoulder to shoulder and linking shields like an old Testudo formulation or formation. And our people are stepping up and they're moving forward. They're doing the work themselves. And that's the most gratifying thing that we could possibly have imagined. We could possibly have hoped to happen. So I, that's why I said earlier, I'm just a regular guy. I mean, we're just, you know, Catherine's not. Catherine's the leader of the, the movement on our, on this side. And, and, you know, she's, she's not just a regular person. She's somebody actually important. But for me, I'm no different than everyone, every one of your other listeners that just they care about freedom. They care about this country. We're not here to save Democrats. We're not here to save Republicans. We're here to save the republic. And if we don't do it now, we're done. Amen. Amen. And first of all, let me just say that I'm honored to be a part of it in any way that I possibly can, any way that I can help. I will be there in a heartbeat. <clears throat> Let me say this. I, I completely agree with you uh, with that characterization you just made. And I think I saw you say something similar on Truth Social the other day. This is another thing, uh, another aspect of the left uh, where they've been far more successful than us. They don't care if they have divergent opinions on a variety of different right. things. They have one thing in mind, and that is the destruction of conservatives and ultimately the destruction of America as we hold it dear. And so they don't care if they don't align philosophically or, or uh, you know, on any one given uh, issue. It doesn't matter. They can disagree on a whole host of things as long as they agree on that one thing that they want to get rid of us. They want to destroy the country as we believe it should be. And they're willing to align for that single goal. We have to do the exact same thing because everything quite literally is at stake right here. And if we quibble amongst our, each other and uh, we can't agree because, you know, you know, I'm a Christian, maybe somebody else isn't a Christian, you know, and I choose not to work with them because of that one thing. Uh, you know, it, it's a it's a massive wasted opportunity and, and we're never going to get where we need to go. Um, real briefly over here on Rumble, uh, we have a super chat from... Uh, Freight Awakening, it says, Greg, in your case and evidence uh, are, wait, if your case and evidence are as strong as your beard, uh, I'm feeling pretty comfy over here. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else said that in uh, in my uh, comments earlier today. Has anybody ever noticed uh, how strong Greg's, Greg's beard is? And absolutely, man, you, you got a real powerhouse uh, lumberjack beard there. 
but what's let's... funny about it is I never had this beard until uh, I got I got cancer a few years ago, and mm. you know all kind of crazy things happen to you when you get cancer. Yeah. And when I started growing my beard back, out, I'm like, what is happening with this thing? This is ridiculous. It's all of a sudden it started having these waves and things, and I'm like, what? Who, who is this guy? <laughs> uh, but you know now it's become sort of a thing, and I, I can't decide whether I should shave it off or not. Every time I say that, you know, online or somewhere else, everybody's like, oh no, man, don't do that. <laughs> Like, I think it's your dude, trademark. Eventually, <laughs> eventually, the beard's got to come off. <laughs> well, keep it as long as you can. Wait till, wait till we save the country, then shave your beard. That's, That's a good right. stretch goal right there. That's uh, right. All right. So uh, getting back to, to 2,000 meals, you know, let, let's talk about the methodology because, you know, people were frustrated, but at the same time, a lot of people were elated. I feel like I understand why you presented the information the way that you did, but I'd like to hear it from the horse's mouth. You know, why did you guys go about it that way? The we we during the, the kind of the the run up to to twenty twenty um, we were already running a hotline. We were starting to get reports in. Of course, we've known about this forever. I mean, they've been doing ballot harvest in the United States for one hundred and seventy years, and you know, there's no no real magic to it. All right, other than you know, it's just different different times. Like in the late eighteen hundreds, they made them start using glass bowls to put their ballots in, so they could actually see what they were putting in there and be sure that they weren't they weren't cheating or doing something you know untoward. So everybody knows that this is happening um, and everybody knows these kinds of things go on. But what people don't realize is that this really does make a huge difference. And and in places like Alabama, a guy named Perry Hooper Sr. was running for chief justice of the Alabama Supreme Court in 1994. He happened to be my, my political mentor and knew him and knew his family. We're doing actually a little mini movie on this right now. And and Judge Hooper was just I mean, he was just a very important person in my life. And, and uh, you know, God rest his soul. He was just a, he was just a really great man. But what happened to him was shocking. And America needs to understand this story. Here's what here's what happened to this guy. He goes to bed on election night thinking he had won first Republican ever to be elected to the Supreme Court in Alabama. And as chief justice, this is a big deal in Alabama in 1994. And. He goes to bed thinking he won by 15,000 votes, wakes up, and all of a sudden there's all these, you know, he's behind or few ahead, and they're counting all these votes that shouldn't be counted. They immediately sued to stop the certification. He wasn't seated until 11 months later when the United States Supreme Court said two important things that are, that are salient to this, to this very day's act. The first thing they said was, Whatever the law is, not the rules, whatever the law is on election day, that's what prevails, right? It doesn't matter if there are these consent decrees. It doesn't matter, you know, if somebody doesn't like it, you know, it it doesn't matter. What the law is, is what prevails. The Supreme Court was very clear on that. The second thing that they were very clear on was there's no such thing as substantial compliance, meaning, well, I meant to sign (laughs) the back and I forgot or I didn't date it. Uh, you know, I'm sorry. That's happened in Pennsylvania, right? I think they, they settled it finally, but that's yep. what was happening, right? They didn't date these, these envelopes. But the Hooper case was extremely clear. In fact, it was in part what, what, helped, um, what helped the lawyers argue Bush v. Gore a few years after that. But now, if you go look for Hooper, or it's, it's Hornsby v. Alabama, mm-hmm. if you go look for that case, you can't find it. They scrubbed it. Google scrubbed it. Everybody scrubbed it. I went, I've got a friend down in Montgomery, Alabama, at the spring. I'm from Alabama. 
Um, and I've got a friend at the Supreme Court down there, and he's looking around in the archives. They can't even find it. this. It, we we find it, we have it, but but it it how could how could it be that something this monumental and this important to the country? And we went through 2020, and I'm probably the first person to ever tell you that that ruling exists. Right? Never heard of it. They yeah. stopped. They stopped the certification, and they said, whatever the law is, is the law. If you don't like the signatures, tough. Get elect enough people, get the law changed. Um, and this whole substantial compliance, I meant to do it right, or I almost got it right, is nonsense. And but you know, until until just the last little while, you know, we, until we started looking into this, it had kind of vanished to the world. So you take all of that and you push up into 2020. We're getting all these hotline calls in. There's all of these stories coming from really all over the country, whether it be Philadelphia or Detroit or Milwaukee or Atlanta, uh, Phoenix, and so on and so forth. And they all kind of sounded the same, right? People were out collecting ballots, taking them to stash houses. They they caused them to be be marked, and then they take them to these drop boxes. And we were hearing this over and over and over again. We finally got a report from a guy named David Laura and his his buddy Gary Snyder, who, who you know, in some in some you know in most quarters, most people call these guys heroes. They took their phones. When one of them lost his primary, and was so mad about, it. he was a Democrat, and was so mad about it, he went and stood in the or sat in his truck in the parking lot and filmed these people doing all of this on election day, and it was that piece of that story that really catalyzed us to head down there. I spent a bunch of time down in, in New Arizona or San Luis, Arizona. And by the time I came back, it was all crystal clear to us. Okay. The boxes are big. The mail-in ballot thing is huge. How is this all coming together? We've got all these reports of these nonprofits. What are we going to do? And um, my experience in this geospatial analysis and, and my experience around the world uh, gave us a little bit of a leg forward and, and uh, a little bit of, a, uh, you know, an opportunity to jump into this a little bit quicker. I pulled together 12 people that are the best analysts in geospatial research and analysis on the planet. And we spent the next 18, 15 months um, developing what you ended up seeing in, in the movie. We still have a lot more going. Um, we've got um, I think we're going to expand into a few more counties in Arizona. We're looking at maybe expanding up into Vegas, maybe into Reno. Uh, we just recently finished up a, an expansion of the of the Wisconsin project into Green Bay, which is very interesting, and everybody should keep their eyes on Green Bay. Um, Detroit is turning into, a, or Wayne County is turning into a just just a, a, a huge mess. And um, and Philadelphia, of all places, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I mean, I don't think there's anybody in America that would be surprised to hear me say this is the the, the, the shadiest fraud led um, uh, election process and system that I've ever seen in my life. Uh, we actually, in the last forty eight hours, have been invited by a um, a very substantial law enforcement um, organization to um, go into a couple of these counties up there, Philadelphia, Delaware County, and, and uh, maybe even into a few other states, adjacent states, and really start to take a hard look at this. We, we don't like what we see in Philadelphia, but with the help of, of law enforcement and with the help of some folks on the ground up there, um, we already know that 
our ability to expose just like just like's happening in San Luis with these indictments and now it's you know the dominoes are starting to fall you've got you've got you know lots of problems for lots of people down there that are that are you know have been in power for a very very long time and we're about to take them out i predict the almost the exact same thing and the same type of cheating ecosystem is happening in Philadelphia Pennsylvania has happened all over the planet times a lot so it's huge so I love what you guys did with this movie. I mean, one of the most frustrating aspects of the idea of election fraud in America is that it encompassed so many different methods, uh, and it made it almost confusing for people, difficult to really pin down what exactly happened, because we can look in all of these different swing states, we can see all these different methods, and you try to explain it to somebody, and because it's so sprawling and obvious, it's difficult to convince people unless you have something specific that you can point to. And the evidence you've brought forward in 2000 Mules does exactly what we need to do. You distill it down to a very specific type of fraud, okay, the electioneering, uh, the, the ballot trafficking, uh, and it, it allows people to wrap their heads around that one thing. And through just this one method, you can show that the election went the wrong way. It was certified incorrectly because these votes were were fraudulent and they shouldn't have been allowed to 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 be counted. Are there other ways uh that you have investigated types of election fraud? Is there any other perhaps part 2 of 2000 mules that might include other types of election fraud that you could present that to the public as well that you are working on? Yeah, um Let's talk a little bit about that. Um, the, the expansion horizontally of our work at this point, you know, we're, we're not 100% sure that that's really for us or that's okay. something that really anybody needs to do. And one of the reasons is we think there's a lot, a lot more depth that we can provide around this, uh, the same ideas, um, and really begin to expose it in some other areas. But one of the key things that we're going to be doing, and Catherine and True the Vote are going to be announcing um, very soon, is a very robust partnership with uh, sheriff's associations, with uh, uh, police and other law enforcement associations that are going to give us the ability to get real-time eyes on in 2022, um, to have a, a standard set of handoffs so that it's not, you know, Greg and Catherine in, you know, 2024 trying to explain what happened in 2022 so that we can do more real-time handoffs. We're going to have some set templates for how we create a package for law enforcement when we hand it off. And we're going to, we're going to create a sort of a, think of a sort of a giant war room um, or command center, if you will, where we're going to be bringing in not just citizen complaints, but we're going to be bringing in um, all manner of video, maybe some video that, that uh, uh, we are some cameras and some really uh, sophisticated equipment um, that allows law and give it to law enforcement, allow them to install it so they own it. Um, and then we, we help collect it, package it and um, do the analysis and then prepare it and get eyes on this thing in real time. Because if we can do that, then the sentinel effect of people thinking, oh, my gosh, what is that? Where is that camera? I know it's around here somewhere. And and being able to catch these people, you know, now and expose this and possibly even stream it. Can you imagine, Zach? I mean, Beautiful. think of your listeners. I mean, you know, John's listeners, everybody's listeners. I mean, if we can start streaming this stuff, man, people would stay up 24-7 watching these boxes, right? 
It's the easiest and simplest way to go about it. I mean, how difficult is it nowadays? I mean, cameras are tiny. You've got a, a, a camera inside this phone here. You could have the, the camera pointed directly at the face of the person who is dropping off a ballot. Uh, you could have that live streamed 24 hours a day. And I guarantee you, you would have tens of thousands of people who watch all of these various podcasts that would be willing to sit around and, and just monitor those drop boxes. They could do shifts quite easily. And if you were training people in different cities, if you set up, you know, in in uh, uh, collaboration with law enforcement, you would have people deputized all over the country. Absolutely. This is the number one issue as far as I'm concerned, because we've watched. You're it. exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Year after year, we see the same thing happen over and over again. Now, I, I'm very pleased to hear that you guys are speaking with law enforcement. That was something that. I wanted to ask about specifically, obviously, we have the situation in Yuma and in Arizona. I want to know more about that. But you mentioned uh, in Pennsylvania. Um, but I'd also like to know, uh, have were you have you been able to bring this information, the, the, the evidence that you've got to any other law enforcement agencies throughout the country and have them take it from you and act on it? Because, you know, gathering all of the evidence and the data in the world is for not if we can't get the law enforcement agencies that have jurisdiction over it to act on it. Yeah, and that's really what's driving us. I mean, we've had some challenges with that for citizen-led groups. It's a, it's a, and nonprofits like Catherine's. It's a, it's a not so bright line. And when you're doing this work, you know, how close do I get? Right? I mean, do I get like this close or a little bit closer? How do I package it? What do I get? And that's the reason that we finally said you know what, we've had enough sort of false starts. We've tried to hand it off in Georgia. We've tried to hand it off in, in, in Wisconsin. We've tried to hand it off in Arizona. We've done this, we've done that. And we've done all these different types of things. But man, we, we have got to get, I mean, sort of citizen, the citizen armies that, that we will become, we've got to get our act together and we've got to lead the charge here. That's why we sat down with Mark Lamb and we sat down with other sheriff's associations and say, okay, if we're going to do this and we're going to maybe not literally, but figuratively sit here with you while this is happening. And I need to turn to you and say, Sheriff, what do you need? I need them to be very specific in what they need. Let us figure out how to package it. We've got all the information. We have all the data. Um, but, you know, like we like I was saying to the to the uh, Arizona attorney general's investigators yesterday, you know, they're saying, well, give it, give, you know, give us this big disc full of data. Well, okay, well, what are you going to do with it? Right. I mean, I mean, there's not, I mean, who, who's, who's got a, a computer that can open up a uh, hundred terabytes and it's not just a spreadsheet, right? <laughs> right. This is, this is a, a very significant um, set of data that it takes a very, um, you know, skilled analyst to try to wade through. But my point is, if we can do that for them, get it near the way they want it and then hand it to them and let them complete it or them augment it with their own data buys or whatever it is that law enforcement has to do and kind of leave us to go look for the next go round, uh, then we're good to go. Uh, if I could just add to your, your last Please. comment about, you know, having all those things, we have so we have access to some extremely sophisticated artificial intelligence. And, and if, if we deploy this in the proper way and people are coming up to box after box after box, and as you said, that camera's right there in front of them, and we deploy this, and we have citizens that when those red lights start flashing, saying, this person's known to this system, they've already been here, here's the seven places they've already been, it instantly packages it, we put it into, you know, somebody checks off on it, maybe 
we have some supervisors or something, then we hand it to the sheriffs or hand it to local PD or hand it to a state PD if we have to, then, then um, you know, that's what we want to do. Our biggest challenge by far is politics and law enforcement. You know, it's uh, it's a little frustrating because it seems like that public-private partnership is always in effect when it comes to the left, uh, not so often when it comes to the right. But I do think that your approach of going to sheriff's departments, I think that's probably the best thing we could hope for. I mean, the 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 greatest amount of movement that I've seen in terms of uh, justice-seeking law officials has been from sheriff's departments throughout the country. We've got a sheriff, Grady Judd, down here in South Florida. He's awesome, okay? Yep. He's always catching human traffickers. He's always catching the, the worst scum and, and uh, criminal villains that, that you can possibly imagine. And then, of course, you guys uh, working out there in uh, in Yuma, uh, is that through the sheriff's department or is that through the attorney general's office? And I really want to get your honest assessment of Mark Burnovich and the attorney general there. Yeah, look, this is, this is a, this is a hard conversation. Um, you know, first of all, let me just say, you know, I think it's obvious to everyone now I'm a little bit of a type a and, and, you know, most of these other guys are type A's too. And, and Catherine is, and, you know, so we've got a bunch of type A people in the room um, and everybody wants to do it their own way. And we've had our, disagreements with the uh, attorney general's office in, in, um, in Arizona. Um, and it does, I mean, just this week, we've had some really unfortunate things happen and some, some very tense moments and some meetings. And, you know, I'm not very shy in those kind of situations. And, you know, they asked me, well, why, why did you do something? And I just turned to them and said, I don't trust you. And they're, you know, completely shocked and, and, you know, whatever. And it kind of sets a meeting aside, but, but, you know, then we find out that they're, you know, they're taping all of our meetings with us and doing all manner of things that are just like, like what are you doing, guys? I mean, wow. put your bullet back in your pocket, Barney. You know, stop mess, stop screwing around here. Let's let's try to do something right for the people. That said, um, once we got all the, you know, the the, the fussing and fussing and fighting out of the way, um, I think we came to a pretty clear agreement on how way this ought to work and how we, how and what we need to hand off and. Um, and, and as I said, I mean, the biggest challenge we have is politics in these situations. That said, the AG's office has done a really good job of pulling information together. They're working with the sheriff. They're working with local PD uh, to some extent down in, uh, down in San Luis. Um, and, and citizens are coming forward. And there's a lot of good things happening down there. Uh, but these cases are hard, right? They're hard to make. What we were fearful of is that they would just nail a couple of mules and then, you know, hey, we did good. We nailed a couple of mules. Um, but that's not what's happening. Um, the, these two, yes, Go up that's the exactly what's happening. Yeah, and good. I'm excited about where it goes next. I think there are more indictments coming. And um, I think the people that uh, um, the people that are in trouble know it. Um, and uh, it's, it's an exciting time because, you know, we're going to see some really big, old, established fraud ecosystems go down in this instance. Mm-hmm. And once we get that one in, in San Luis and we nail these people, all of them, we know through the funding sources that these ecosystems exist in at least 60 other poor communities across the country. And because we now have a, a much more clear sense of what that actually looks like and feels like, we're going to be able to take 
that model and go to say Sheriff, you know, John Doe in XYZ place in Texas and say, hey, here's what happened in San Luis. I think the biggest thing, Zach, for people to understand is, and this was hard even for us to understand, because we wanted it to be all about election fraud. And it was. But what's really interesting about this is the election fraud is superfluous to what's actually the real deal because they need to get elected because they need to stay in power. Most of these are, you know, low level elected officials, boards of supervisors, school boards, that kind of thing. But they need to be able to control all that federal money that's coming in the food, you know, the, 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 the food for the kids and, you know, all the federal grants and everything that are coming in. But there are other foundations and other both national and international foundations that are pouring money into these communities. And it is a flat out grift. I mean, Mm -hmm. some of these folks um, are making half a million dollars a year, you know, to do nothing but sit on a nonprofit board. It doesn't even make sense. You start putting all those pieces together and, and given some of the interviews we've heard, it's not just about sitting on this board or, you know, uh, helping people with low income housing. It's about being on that bank board and getting a piece of that juice. Uh, it's about, you know, being in the pocket of the pest control and being in the pocket of the road builders and the, the roofers and all the different all the different parts. Uh, we actually have testimony from one whistleblower who says that, that this one particular person in San Luis is into 27 different sources of income. Wow. And we, we have we have that on tape. And whether is that it is the one who left the country? <laughs> could be. Could be. Well, you know, and, and, you know uh, that you're doing his, the, you know you're doing it right when somebody runs and flees from the country so they can avoid prosecution. <laughs> right. Exactly. But man, it, but but you think about what we're talking about here, Zach. Yeah. I mean, whoever was responsible for it, I mean, for, for me and Catherine, I think the one thing that sort of frustrates us a little bit with all these people that need or want credit so desperately. Mm-hmm. We don't care. We don't want credit. Look, if all I could ever get to say is, I think mules catalyzed all of this. And now you've got a zillion citizens out there that are leading the charge. I'm for the zillion citizens. Absolutely. What we can't do is continue with this. Oh, it doesn't exist. Or it's a secure election or whatever on one side. And on the other side, them going, yeah, well, you know, this is my roofing business. I don't, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to mess that up. And, and uh, we're just not doing this anymore. And I, I think Americans are not going to put up with this anymore. And that's why I say, I think the greatest thing that's happened in the last few years, and especially in these last few months from our perspective, is how many citizen researchers are digging in. And they're coming up with all kinds of crazy stuff. They're coming up with, you know, Facebook photos on that dude that, that left the country. Next thing you know, show a Facebook uh, picture of the dude at his house and on the beach in, in Los Cabos shows up in my in my inbox. I'm like, that's the way it's supposed to work. <laughs> That's great. We have a network of citizen researchers all across the country, all over the world. I mean, we've got people from a number of different countries here tonight. Let me go through a couple more of these thank yous from uh, Rumble. B1 Car says, uh, you said about six weeks uh, you were pulling in about six weeks you were pulling the ripcord. Is that a time frame that is solid or may it be moved? I still feel like it's solid. I'm not willing to say I'm going to move it yet. The biggest challenge, I'll just tell everybody the biggest challenge we have with it is a Streaming a pet a petabyte of data is is a whole lot of bandwidth. Uh, it's not so much storage as it is a bandwidth issue, and we've got to find some ways to do it. We're exploring some really interesting ways to do this. We're thinking about maybe putting it into a DAO 
and maybe streaming it and give people rewards, uh, you know, in the form of the tokens or whatever sure. uh, for finding interesting things. And, and so we're really wanting to kind of not just gamify it, but really make it useful and interesting to people and allow people that want to sit there and do this to, you know, to, to bring in a few dollars to help themselves out. And, um, you know, and then maybe, you know, list the people that have found the best stuff and those kinds of things. So we're, we're, we're exploring all kinds of things. By far the biggest issue right now we have is how do we do it, right? Do we put up a, a county at a time? Do we put up a state at a time? Do we put everything up and let people do it themselves? And, you know, it's just, it's just, it, it's, it's, it's more messy than it sounds like. Sure. Um, it's just administrative nonsense. But again, I'm not willing to move it yet, uh, but I'll definitely let you guys know if, if we end up needing to move it. Uh, but we'll do something between now and then, I assure you, because we have some things that need to get out. And that meeting that I'm going to have with with uh, with the uh, citizen journalists and, and others um, uh, is going to be interesting. We're going to we're going to hand out some discs that have a lot of interesting information on it in that meeting. OK, great. <clears throat> I'm looking forward to it. And, you know, just from the perspective of a content creator, you know, somebody who's uploading you know, videos online all the time, it takes a lot more time, effort and organization than than people realize. And when you're talking about petabytes of data, you know, uh, that's that's a lot of videos. And I can only imagine I personally I, I would love to see. Uh, like say on the Truth About website or on a website specifically dedicated just to you know the the uh, the footage from these different ballot boxes, uh, you know do it by be allow people to drill down state county uh, and then maybe precinct after that and then right. people can go there and they can just click 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 and they can go and they can see everything and uh, you know obviously it'll take some time but I'm sure that there are people out there who would be willing to volunteer that time to help you guys out. Um, yeah, somebody, one of our, one of our, our, the lead developers for our project, just since we've been talking, sitting there, uh, he's watching uh, your show and he's texting me while we're talking going, dude, don't tell him what we're doing. <laughs> I don't want you to give your, you give your spot up. So, you know, uh, hopefully we're, we're all friends here tonight. Maybe the Washington Post or Media Matters might be watching. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see if they write an article tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, alive and thri- sure. <laughs> alive and thriving over on Rumble says, "Greg, thank you for all you've done. Have you spoken one on one with any single or group of state legislators regarding why decertification hasn't happened, despite all the evidence and affidavits?" And you just testified in Arizona, uh, but beyond that, and you know, please build on that for us. Yeah, we've talked to a lot of legislators and a lot of people around. We're we're very fortunate to have um, have um, uh, several of the best constitutional lawyers in the country um, that work around us and with us. And one of them is Catherine's general counsel. And, and it's, it's a, it's a tough topic and, and I'm not a lawyer and don't, don't profess to be um, even, you know, remotely, even close to that. I'm just like a data guy, right? I'm a researcher. And so I don't, I don't really get into that. I think what I've honed in on is the biggest challenge that we all have in on this front is electors are elected to vote on one time. And then once they vote, they're dismissed. Yeah. And we, so we don't have any electors. And so if we were to, let's just say that we were to decertify, you, 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 one would, we have to solve this elector problem, right? And at least that's what, and even guys that disagree on, I'm talking about lawyers now, but even lawyers that I know that disagree on this sort of agree on that, that there's a fundamental gap. If we do something that requires you then to do something with electors that don't exist, 
then what what happens? What kind of constitutional crisis does that create? I, again, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know. You know, all I know is that the more the more uh, work we do on this geospatial stuff, and the more video we crank out, uh, the more united people become. And um, and that's that's my goal. And as I said, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm standing shoulder by shoulder with any, anybody. If you're fighting for freedom, I'm for you. Okay. All right. And my mom is also watching Real Red Pill 78 Mom. She says, Greg, what kind of shenanigans can we expect this fall? Paper shortages, monkeypox, the usual, or do they have any new tricks up their sleeves? Anything you're predicting? Man, I, I think they're going to have, I tell your mom, I, I mean, listen, mom, I think we're going to have all kinds of issues. Um, they're, they're coming up with all kinds of things. They're going to sue us. They're going to do everything they can do to stop things as they are. Uh, we hear that they're already floating around some new consent decrees that are going to sort of alter things and change things. Um, I, I don't have any doubt they're going to be up to something. That's why I think the biggest thing that we could do uh, in areas where these boxes are still there and there's way too many of them still out there, uh, tens of thousands of them, we have to get eyes on those. If it's virtual eyes on, fine. If it's somebody sitting out there in their lawn chair with their friend, watching it, drinking a beer, whatever, you know, let, let's just do this and do it right. And, um, and you know, we can do what we can do. That said, we have about um, 60 days before the, ro- the voter rolls are going to be locked down. In other words, you can't clean them inside of 90 days. So if you live in a state where your voter rolls are dirty, the best thing you can do right now is start hammering your legislator, start hammering your local election official, and start hammering the state secretary of state or whoever handles elections in your state and, and demand it. I mean, I don't care if there are protests. I mean, let's have marches on these people. They have to clean these rolls. In places like Georgia, we know there are still hundreds of thousands of ineligible voters on those voter rolls. We have to stop this. We have to. It's nonsense, and it's destroying this country. Absolutely agree. Uh, Geezerman over on Rumble says, Greg, Bobby Python in Illinois has done a lot to uncover hugely padded voter rolls uh, that are used to cheat. Uh, and he's running for U.S. Senate here. Are you familiar with Bobby Python? He's a really good guy, friend of the program, been on before. Yep, a little bit we are. I mean, because of his efforts on the cleaning of the voter rolls. I mean, it's people like Bobby and, you know, we, we met a bunch of folks out in Arizona the other day that are not running. They're just regular folks that this is what they do, right? I mean, this is what they want to be involved in. We built a little app uh, for, for Catherine. Um, we don't have a... Um, it was really built for 2024. We were going to test it in 2022, but it, it's uh, gotten a little bigger than that. Well, I think we've already challenged 100,000 people in this app. It's IV3.us, IV3.us. Um, and it's a citizen. It's a, it allows you to go in and challenge people in your community. We serve it up. We do all the work behind the scenes. We look at all the addresses. We look at all the things that we can look at, and then we serve up. You know, here's an example of somebody that you might want wish to challenge, and then we we do all the. It's all automatic from there. Uh, unfortunately, we're only in about ten states so far, but um, in part because mule, we've been a little busy with mules sure. and the and the ripcord. But uh, if you're in an IV3 state, IV3.us, you can sit there to your heart's content and challenge people. We've got folks all over the country doing this right now. But people like Bobby, IV3. Folks all over the country are really stepping up and doing some amazing things to get these roles clean, but it can never be enough. 
Yeah, yeah. We need people boots on the ground in every single state. You know, on the uh, note of, uh, uh, you know, self, you know, citizen reporting and, and uh, you know, monitoring of these things. Another friend who's been on the show before, Johnny V, he created an app called Votify Now, uh, which is specifically built for people to identify and report suspicious activity that they see at polling places, or I'm sure that ballot drop boxes could be included in there too. Um, and, and anybody who's out there, it's actually seen the uh, episode that Johnny was on. It, it's live, and I believe you can download it from the app stores. But um, I, you know, I could see how that would be a tremendous resource for you guys as well. Uh, and then, yeah, for- absolutely. Yeah. So Freight Awakening says, uh, shout out to the salty army that joined the stream. The salt must flow. Thank you very, very much for that. Uh, and then uh, Fizzjar1 says, have you been working with anybody in the military? Surely the military saw what happened in November 2020. Uh, and I'm sure that people in the military have seen 2000 Mules since it came out. We've had a lot of folks coming forward, uh, a lot of ex-military, a lot of vets um, that have uh, uh, come to us. Um, um, as for active duty uh, folks, they have, you know, they have, there's some issues and challenges that they have, um, you know, not that they're not coming forward, but, you know, we encourage them to tread lightly mm-hmm. and be sure that they know exactly what they're doing. And, um, you know, but the other, the other side of that is we have a lot of military spouses that are coming forward and, uh, and, and wanting to help. So we're, we're, we, we love these folks. We're super encouraged by it. And, um, you know, we've we've long been involved with uh, with people. I did a project years ago called Heroes Votes Count uh, to try to be sure that these guys that were over there, you know, busting their butts in the, in the uh, Middle East, uh, their votes were actually counting. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, it's been, uh, you know, it's been an important part of my life and uh, uh, for my whole life. And uh, uh, that's not something that we take really lightly. But we also don't want any of these these guys and ladies to get in trouble. Well, you know, and sadly, quite often the overseas votes uh, ha- have been a method by which they can inject fraudulent ballots. I mean, we saw it in 2020, all of those ballots coming in for Joe Biden. And, you know, <laughs> can't imagine uh, who overseas was actually voting for Joe Biden. And uh, from what I understand, a lot of them weren't signed and uh, they appeared to be photocopies. But uh, Freight Awakening. Also remember, s- remember, remember you said that when I dropped my bomb coming up here in uh, July, Okay. Remember that we talked about that. It's a piece of it. All right, excellent. Just a piece, right. but it's Write true. that down, guys. <laughs> All right, and then <laughs> Freight sure Awakening. Freight Awakening says, uh, "Did you catch my other rant asking Greg about California? I am just about to ask it right now, Greg. Have you ever considered looking at California? Seems like it would be like shooting fish in a barrel. We need help here. Pelosi, Newsom, Waters, Schiff. No way they are legitimately elected. I don't care if you want credit, Greg. You're getting it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we uh, we had a great conversation with some folks out in Orange County today, mm. uh, as a matter of fact, and uh, really starting to look in. You know, when I look at places like Orange County and San Diego County, I didn't live there long, but I was born there. My, my parents uh, are both buried in San Diego County at Point Loma uh, National Cemetery at Fort Rosecrans. And uh, so California is somewhere that's important to me personally. Uh, but it's really hard to stomach watching, you know, some of the nonsense that's going on there. When I, these guys gave us uh, a report on what was happening in Orange County, um, you know, a place that, you know, it hadn't been too long since that was, you know, that was pretty bright red. And now it's uh, not even purple anymore. It's full on blue. Um, and it just can't be right. I mean, right. but these mm-hmm. folks, these these citizens were sharing stuff with us that was that was really shocking, uh, even for me. 
Um, so we'll definitely be looking into San Diego and, and Orange County and kind of that whole swath of, of California, um, whether we'll actually get up into Alameda County and, and uh, San Francisco. And, and uh, uh, I don't know if we'll actually get there this time around. We're running out of a little bit of time here, but sure. I got to get this. I got to get this ripcord pulled before one of your one of your listeners assassinates me or something. <laughs> Oh, I, I think that you'll be safe for my listeners. Um, you know, uh, to your point about uh, Orange County, you know, I mean, uh, 2018, uh, Kristen Cinema winning down there in um, uh, in Arizona was very reminiscent of what we saw in 2020. And then also the same thing happened there in Orange County. I can't tell you how many of my viewers are, are from that area told me there's absolutely no way we turn blue. Uh, you know, it's been deep red this entire time. And then all of a sudden we've got Democrat leadership. It just didn't make any sense to anybody who lived there. No, and it should. I mean, there's some, there's some nonsense that's going on up there. And, you know, some famous cases uh, uh, up in L.A. where, you know, people riding around with boxes of ballots in the back of their car and, you know, car chases, people stealing ballots out of out of, uh, you know, the mass mail things out in front of apartments and all this kind of stuff. Uh, but but it's more than that. I mean, there are people, you know, there's video with folks carrying um, backpacks full of ballots in and out of polling places. And uh, we've seen we've seen a lot of stuff in the last few hours, and and uh, so we're super interested in it. We just uh, you know we just got to you know we just got to position it so the citizens can continue to be as successful as they have been in doing this work, and and we'll augment it, we'll help them, you know, we'll dig in and do it with them. Uh, but you know, at this point, you know, we we're going to need all the help we can get from 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 your listeners and everybody else. Okay, excellent. Um, uh, also low country Brooklyn said almost 5,000 tuning in on rumble alone. Please hit the plus sign. If you hit the plus sign guys, it lets everybody know that you like the video. Fredo also said Huntington beach has the largest amount of concealed carriers in the state. Uh, and then we also had another one from something Wong just said Reed. So thank you very much. Uh, Greg, do you have time to, uh, to take some calls from the audience? Is that something you'd be okay with? Sure. Let's do it. All right. Awesome. Let me uh, get the information for the Zoom guys and I'll throw it up on screen and uh, we'll throw this out to you. Do me a favor. Don't call in if you're going to (laughs) self-promote. Only call in if you've got a good question for Greg. And I appreciate your cooperation before we even open up the lines. Um, And you know what? I just realized we did something different tonight. This is my personal meeting room. So the process Uh is going to be a little bit different. Uh, Let me... Drop the Zoom link out there. You guys just click on that Zoom link and then you'll enter the call. Uh, And then if you want to dial in, uh, it looks like you call the number and then you just enter the meeting ID. So let me drop that information on screen and you guys can join us with that. Uh, Greg, I had another question that I wanted to ask and I completely blanked on it because I was looking at all these chats coming through. Um... Uh, oh, 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 I know exactly what it was. Okay, so we kind of touched on it just a little bit, uh, talking about kind of the web of funding that goes across the United States. Have you been able to connect these uh, NGOs, say, you know, we've got NGOs in uh, in Georgia, that I'm sure we've got NGOs in Arizona, uh, and they have a couple of things in common, not only their, their mission and the methodology, but, you know, their political affiliation. Do you have funding that connects these NGOs uh, or individuals that are associated that are connected as well? Yes. Okay. And uh, have has that information been helpful in terms of uh, getting any investigations going? 
It, it definitely has. Um, some of what's happening in uh, San Luis has uh, has been because we've been able to understand a little bit more about this. It's drawn the interest of other types of law enforcement that are not just your you know standard guys looking for election fraud, mm-hmm. um, financial crimes, and those kinds of things. You know, draw a whole different level of interest. Okay. And um, and we believe that uh, we're on the precipice of blowing this thing wide open as it relates to how all this money is funding all of these organizations. We've got examples of um, some really just egregious stuff that's coming out of, um, you know, just random states. And all of a sudden it shows up, you know, make it a difference in Georgia or make it a difference in Arizona or Milwaukee or somewhere like that. It's not just a local thing. It's not just a state thing. It's both national and international in scope and nature. And, and as we're not letting go Um, and, and, Based on what I've seen today, neither neither your researchers and all these other people all over the country, and uh, man, we're just encouraging everybody. You know, whether you know it's John or Nick or or you or anybody else. Look, we we've got to we've got we've got to do this, and man, people are stepping up in an incredible way because we just don't have time. I mean, we've got we've got twelve guys and. And uh, we just don't have time. But man, people are doing some amazing work in a very short period of time. It's uh, it's wonderful to see, and especially just after feeling like we've been kicked while we've been down for years, and just you know feeling like nobody in authority is doing anything at this point. The only way we're going to solve anything because we are at the precipice. I mean, this is it. We're at the edge. We're looking over, and uh, you know we've got the rocks below. If we don't do something about it, if we don't actually get involved and and start taking uh, that manifest destiny by the uh, <laughs> by the short and curly, so to speak, then nobody else right. is going to do it for us. Uh, over on Odyssey, uh, TZ Burton says, Greg, I just wanted to say thank you uh, for to you and Catherine. You are both American heroes. Thank you so much for your hard work. Uh, and we're going to bring in our first caller. It's Spicoli. Uh, Zebby over on Rumble also said, thank you so much for exposing all of this corruption. And we're just waiting for Spicoli's audio to connect. And let me just say one more time, Greg, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate your time. This is glad to uh, do it. This is a dream for me. Uh, I became aware of you in uh, after, after the 2016 election because there were some stories that were written about you uh, because President Trump had uh, made mention of you on Twitter. And the Washington Post uh, seemed to write a couple of snarky articles, you know, saying, oh, you know, this this man, Greg Phillips, has no proof of election fraud. And yet he says that there's massive election fraud. And of course, uh, in uh, the most recent articles they've written about you, they said uh, these election uh, traffickers or these ballot traffickers were just ballot collectors. That's all they were doing. They were just collecting all of these ballots. Never mind the fact that it's against the law and it is ballot harvesting. Spicoli, you're on the line. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Excellent, sir. Uh, so what's on your mind? What's your question for Greg? So you did an interview with, um, Greg did an interview with Patel Patriot, and he had mentioned supercomputers, TLS, and something else. And I was curious what you knew about TLS, or if you could elaborate on TLS. Yeah, um... I can't. I can't really elaborate on it. I have a, a, a surprisingly bit of good bit of experience in this space. Um, uh, the the way that data is transferred and the way that it is um, secured, whether it's using TLS or another technique, is um, is 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 interesting. Um, we've we've had some occasion to be um, pretty heavily involved in some some stuff. 
this, uh, some of this, this, uh, this to tag onto your supercomputer um, uh, question. That, that's a situation that's sort of evolving for us right now. Um, I'm, I'm not sure, uh, people who know me know I don't, I don't really evade too many questions. Um, this one's, this one's troubling for us. Uh, the day the movie was released, let me put it this way: there is a there's a research center in Starkville, Mississippi. And in this research center, there are, I think, nine separate supercomputers. There are also four other very large, very, I'm sorry, three other very large and very significant data centers. I have an office that, in effect, sits kind of in the middle of all of those. And, and I don't know if you, I don't know, I'm not patronizing, but I don't know if you know much about data centers, but you don't get to go just walk around the data center, right? Even if your data is in there, you don't get to go walk. I mean, something, you know, there's all kinds of types of security and, and that type of commerce security and transaction security. There's no way they would let you in, into literally on the floor. And so these, there's an office building that sort of sits in the middle of these, of these data centers. Um, we use that data for, or we use that, that office for a number of different things. What troubled me is the reason they canceled my lease on the day the movie came out is because the AP found out about that office and started writing a bunch of questions, started stirring a bunch of things up. Um, but their response was what troubled me. Um, and that's, you know, they, they, what they said was that they wanted to be able, they wanted somebody in there that could, would be able to use the space differently. And they couldn't quite figure out what we were doing in there or something. I can't remember the exact words. But our problem with that is, how do you know what I was doing in there? Yeah. You know, what, what, what do you know? And what do you know that I know or don't know? I mean, you know, for all, for all anybody knows that, that I'm aware of, that it's as much as anything, just a cold store for data. Um, do we have connections to other buildings in that complex? Yeah. But I don't really quite understand how any, you know, bureaucrat, academician at any university, let alone Mississippi State, um, had any idea what we were doing in there or what, what kind of data we were transacting in there. Um, if you parse their words, what they seemed to be saying was, well, we weren't doing what they said to the AP or somebody was, we weren't doing the research, meaning the university wasn't doing the research. They just didn't like what we were doing, which is another set of problems right and yes they were not doing they were not doing that research there um but but we're we've got some concerns uh we're moving we're moving everything else that hasn't already been moved out of there next week um and then once we get everything moved out get everything secure um we'll we'll take the appropriate steps going back to your, how that tags into your initial question um, uh, or the other part about TLS and some of the other transfer packets and other things that are that are out there. Um, um, that's a topic that um, uh, um, definitely has some interest to us, and um, we saw, do have people on our team that do it. I saw this interview with uh, a guy Ray. It's called Disclosure, and it's an uh, interview with Ray, and I guess he works for TLS, and is like it's a whole organization that seems like is above most people's mindset from what i see from a whole explanation what it's a whole nother level of technology and sources it's the, the one that he was talking about was the light system is pretty much the organization and 
the things that I've, the whole interview was just mind blowing. I was like, wow, this is, and then when I heard you say TLS with Patel Patriot, I was like, is this a real thing? You know, because most people would be like, oh, that's conspiracy. That's nonsense. But then all of a sudden you start to be like, okay, hmm, well. Yeah. Well, I think anybody that has any deep experience in the trans- transmission of information, you know, across fiber or however it's going in any kind of a network, um, you know, has to have some level of experience, you know, with, with those packets and how those packets are secured. And, and w- without that level of expertise, then really, you know, even if you got hold, I'm going to badly hack this up, but even if you got hold of the packets, if you didn't know how to sort of, let, let's call it, I don't even want to say unencrypted, but if, if you don't know how to deal with the security layers that are around it, then you just have a bunch of crap and it doesn't mean anything. And so it's really the combination of the, of the, the, how the packets are transferred and the security layers that are around them. All right. Spicoli, we're going to leave it there. Thank you very much for your call. Thank I appreciate you. it. Thanks you guys yeah, on the big you. screen right in front of the motorcycle. I love, love you, it. Greg. Appreciate you. <laughs> we'll see <laughs> have you. A good one. Have a good one. Uh, okay, and I'm just going to go through a couple of the thank yous over here on Foxhole 2. Thank you to Fringe Dweller, Roy Stones and Bones. He says, you have the best guests. Spicoli asked that question about TLS. Vinny uh, says, thanks, RP. You are the best in news. Rabshiretti, uh, Foxhole OG over there. Frank Stain, thank you, Zach and Greg. Two amazing patriots. May God be with you both. TikTok says, oh, where... We're our way past, well, we are way past pissed off. Okay. Uh, off the leash. Thank you, Dr. Hoffman as well. Mez says, get comfortable with being uncomfortable for the Lord is coming. Studio Garvin says, thank you both. Where we go one, we go all. Popcorn says, I bought five of the DVDs. Want to send two to my Wisconsin Speaker of the House, Secretary of State, Senate Leader, and someone else. Uh, Uncensored Abe says, Greg in Wisconsin, testimony you mentioned just returning from Ukraine. Can you expand on that? Yeah, I've got a couple of projects going on in Ukraine. One of them, um, uh, I do, um, we do some extraction work. Um, so we've brought a bunch of old folks out. Uh, we do the same type of work in Afghanistan. Uh, in fact, just in the last uh, 24 hours, we've brought a couple of high profile uh, female um, folks that uh, Biden left to be killed by the Taliban. We brought them out. And so we do that type of work. In Afghanistan, or excuse me, in Ukraine in particular, on that particular trip, um, there's something that we put together called the Freedom Hospital, thefreedomhospital.org. Um, what was happening over there is the, you know, while the two governments are, you know, killing each other and doing all the crap that they were doing, caught in the crossfire were old folks and little kids. And uh, the Freedom Hospital, if you go look to freedom, thefreedomhospital.org, you can see it's a mobile rolling hospital. It's got sliders on the side. Uh, we can set up some trauma stabilization centers, sort of theater forward, kind of near the near the um, not danger close, but close enough to the to the bombs. We set those tents up, kind of like an old school tent sort of setup, maybe five six clicks apart, and then have the the rolling mobile hospital, you know, five or six clicks back from there. And so, in putting that kind of package together. Uh, we can treat we can treat 250 people at a time in this facility in this um, hospital facility, not counting the people that were being able to treat in the trauma stabilization center. That all said, that's that's sort of a that's sort of what I do for you know to get back. Um, the the other thing that we have we have a, a pretty significant comms project going on uh, right now um, in Ukraine. Um, some of our researchers came up with. Uh, 
uh, 156 million um, device IDs and some other things that we would need. Uh, so not only can we, uh, you know, get these signals from the mules, uh, but but once we have these these uh, device IDs, whether they be the maids or the the, um, the IMEIs or the, or the other types of of uh, unique IDs that are on the phone, we can communicate with them too. So if I, it's one thing to get a signal and know know where Zach is. It's a whole other thing for me to be able to send Zach a note saying, "Hey, while you're on your show tonight, your girlfriend's off, you know, doing whatever," or you know. So I yeah. mean, it's a it, it's a it's a it's a you know it's a full on project, and we're having a great time with it. And um, and I think you know leaving a mark and leaving an impact. But the FreedomHospital.org is the is the big project that we have going on right now. Okay, great. Uh, thank you to Sean Joe. Uh, Cutie Pie also says, we are all Americans united. We stand. Thank you both for all you're doing to save the Republic. Chatty KC says, in memory of my sister at Mary One who passed away Tuesday, she always said, trust the plan. And Chatty KC, I saw you say that the other day and that you said that your sister turned you on to the show. Uh, I'm so sorry to hear about your loss. And thank you very much for uh, hanging out with us tonight. Uh, Napkinator79 says, where in the world is Marcy Kaptur? JR for the win. Marcy Kaptur was actually sighted out in the wild, you guys. Uh, she was at a, a Memorial Day parade over the weekend. She showed up to uh, rival JR. I think that was the first one she had been to in 15 years. Greg, my friend JR Majewski, uh, he's an Air Force veteran, and he uh, just won the Republican primary in Ohio's 9th District in uh, in Ohio, and he's running against Marcy Kaptur, who I think has been in Congress awesome. for, for 40 years, and I think he's going to beat her. Yep. Uh, Donna, Donna Bo Libby, thank you. Spicoli said, will there be looking into machines? Dominion sucks. Yes. Are you guys going to be doing any investigating into the machines or are you leaving that for CISA or other, uh, federal organizations? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's not, let's, let's all agree that we'll never leave anything to CISA to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that's the most completely worthless organization on the face of the earth. Yeah. Very, very much agree. Uh, thank you to Sean, Joe, Jay Brewski's Fightin' Irish uh, says, go get him, Greg. Not that, John. Thank you. Sean, Joe, Happy Strummer says, the amount of people compromised in high positions is off the chart. Uh, and then Uncensored Abe again says, digital soldiers are a well-oiled machine, brother. Uh, and let's go ahead. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, we'll bring in our next caller. It's DJ Vector. Haven't heard from Vector in a while. Uh, B-Tech Vendetta also says, thanks for all the interviews you do, Zach. Truth wins this fight. Keep them coming. And DJ Vector, go ahead and unmute. Good to see you, buddy. Hello, Zach. Hello, Greg. How are you going from Australia? Doing well, thank you. How how are things down under, my friend? Oh, just another banana republic. It's just another stupid place, really. You know, everyone's (laughs) walking around dumbass with their heads stuck up their backsides, Greg, I'm afraid. And uh, we've just had a change of government, so don't know how dodgy that was. Uh, We've now had the the leftist uh, communist watermelon uh, regime take power in australia not that both sides are exactly the same as you probably realized at Uh, least you know at least you know what you're facing right i mean it's better than the old way when you had no idea what they were going to do to you because they were supposed to be on your side yes that's right look i have a very uh, american focused audience and that's been my focus saving the republic because i know that it's america first as everybody knows but uh pretty soon i'm going to be putting uh my spotlight my show and uh direct to the uh the australian government because I, I want to hold them accountable for what they're doing. Uh, it's been a very long time since I've called into the show, bro, and uh, I just wanted to say I haven't seen the 2,000 mules, but uh, there's a lot of researchers that are I'm affiliated with that are doing a lot of work right now. So once I've got all the information I need, then 
I'll definitely uh, see if I can get in touch with you. Um, Zach, I just wanted to also say that I've been hanging out with the Salty Army in Passa Chardelay. That's Salty Crackers moderators and team and crew and stuff. And uh, I think he'd definitely love to have some sort of uh, an interview with you and talk about the cult of Keck and all of that stuff that we talked about that time because he's uh, he's an expert on that stuff. So uh, that would be very, very interesting. And uh, my show is exploding. So I just wanted to thank you and your audience because you were the guys that put me on the map and helped me get all my equipment and... Um, I've got some fairly significant sponsors now too when I'm streaming every day. So I just wanted to thank you and to say, Zach, you're fucking number one, bro. You're, you're just going to be amazing. It's just sensationally good. You got Cash Patel on the other day, bro. Everyone's so excited. Justin Tolerable's losing it, bro. He's sending me emails and he's like, oh, your boy's going to be interviewing Cash Patel. I was like, oh, we, we made it now, bro. It was a good so week. One degree, a- from, <laughs> one degree from President Trump, bro. I'm telling you, it's next. It's, oh, it's coming. I don't know what you got cooking, but I know you got something cooking. Hopefully, hopefully one of these days I'll have President Trump on here. Well, listen, everybody out there, if you have not yet, make sure you subscribe to DJ Vector over on Rumble. Great show. Great guy. Uh, I'm really glad that you called in. I've been missing you. I haven't seen you around. I know you've been busy, though. But, yeah, tell Pastor Shiley to get a hold of me, and uh, I would love to talk about the the cult of Keck. I I did uh, a video on it a long time ago, and I I think it'd be a, a great show to do live. We've got a team of meme warriors. Uh, basically, I've connected up everyone on poll, people in your community, uh, Zach, but mostly all the people on Odyssey and the Salty Army. And now I'm constantly going on everyone's program at the same time and streaming all their shows. I'm using Restream and mm-hmm. I've got the streaming thing down pat. So right on. Uh, uh, we're just going to connect everybody up and create a, a huge, super multi-mega platform that's going to eclipse Fox News by the time the end of the year rocks around, bro. So uh, I've got some big things happening. So we'll need to talk in private uh, Please. via email. Uh, but if the next time you want to come on Australia Confidential and have a laugh, uh, do let me know. I'm going to do Monday Smack Talk uh florida time as you know florida is my spiritual home in the united states of america um but before i talk too much i just wanted to talk to greg very quickly i love you doing your work bro i love what you're doing in the ukraine i don't know if you know john mark dugan and what he's doing over there he's been raising money for hospitals and he's a friend of zach's yeah uh he lives in russia and uh, he's a former american um uh, he's moved over to russia and i think he was a former police officer so he's doing some amazing work and he's got like great footage on the ground from Mariupol and all those kind of places. So maybe he's somebody that you might be able to hook up with and uh, and do some great work over there because he's thank doing you. exactly what you're doing, bro. Um, so thank I just you. wanted to thank you for your for your service and I'll, I'll be praying for you and I hope everything uh, works out well for, for you and the people in the United States of America. Thanks, Vector. Appreciate you, Vector. Right. Thanks, buddy. Hit me an email and, and we'll get talking tomorrow, okay? Love you. Thanks, Zach. Love to your audience. Hey, DJ Vector. Have a great day. Bye. We'll see you, brother. Have a Zach, good night. Zach, I am getting yeah. low on batteries. That's so fine. You're going to have to wind, wind me up here in a little bit. That's fine. Uh, we'll go ahead and we'll just finish through the thank yous and then I'll give you the last word and uh, and we'll wrap it up for the night. But Freight Awakening said, Greg, you seem to have given some amount of credence to Patel's devolution theory on a reply on Truth Social. Do you think continuity of government may be in play? Is Patel over the target? Any thoughts? Uh, there was a lot to that comment. I mean, he, he said a little more than that in, in, uh, in what he, in what he said. And I was really responding to part of it. Um, you know, I, I, I think that, that there's a lot of people over a lot of targets right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patel, surely, um, you know, Zach and others. I mean, everybody seems to be sort of, you know, heading down the right path and, 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 uh, for a change, we all seem to be heading down the same path. And um, and I think that that's uh, you know my my great hope is that we could continue to do that, and uh, you know whether 
you know, whether I agree with all of that, you know, like I said, I, I, I don't, you know, I'm not a lawyer. I know a lot about technology and know a lot about my business, but, uh, and I know a lot about the Intel world, but I don't know quite as much about the, about that kind of piece of things. Okay. Um, but that said, everybody in that movement that I'm aware of and everybody in all of these adjacent movements are heading in the same direction. It's all for freedom and we've got to link shields and we've got to move forward. The bad guys are going to get us. They hate us. They want us dead. They want this country dead and they want the Marxists to take over. Absolutely. Okay. And, uh, God bless you both. I'm sorry. I didn't get who actually sent that. So, but thank you very much. Oh, actually, I think that it was, uh, Sonny Ray. Thank you very much, Sonny Ray. Uh, and then uh, Itty the Hun says, thank you. Awesome job. One Leg Patriot says, I have a question for Greg about Arizona's forensic audit. Washington state information that was found during the audit. How many mules do you think were in Washington state? Man, we don't know the answer to that. That's a really good question. We we were a little bit involved in some of that early on. Uh, not in not in the audit, but there were some other other there was some other information that had come to us. Mm-hmm. And while I was in Arizona this week, I met with some of the folks that were involved with that um, that effort. Um, and uh, we re- agreed that next time I'm back out there, we're going to spend a little bit of time. There's two main people in in Arizona that had a lot to do with what was going on on that project in, or that situation up in, uh, up in Washington state. And, um, we just have a high level of interest in it. Uh, I, I'm personally interested in it because of the way it came to me, but, but, um, it, it just feels like something that, that, you know, just continues to come back up, you know, and this, it keeps trying to die and then it comes back, it comes back, it comes back. And that, that just, you know, kind of tells me and maybe a little bit of my spidey sense that something's up there. And something may be going on, but we don't have any doubt that Washington is full of mules. Okay. Washington's a mess. All right. And then finally, Buckshot Funk said, Red Pill, I love your show. Uh, this guy and his team are badass. 2,000 mules is amazing. Thank you both for everything you've done and everything you're doing. There are a lot more thank yous, but I know that we're not going to have time to get through all of them. Uh, Greg, I, I, I got in touch with you through your people at True the Vote. They've got my email, and it's redpill78 at protonmail.com, so please do not hesitate to reach out. If I can help in any way or be a part of any of this, I would so appreciate it, and I would love to be able to uh, put in any input that I can. Uh, You know, I always like to ask my guests what they really want the audience to take away from the conversation that we just had. So what do you want people to remember tonight? I think the biggest thing is it's all up to you. Right. It's all up to the citizens. It's up to our, your listeners and every other every other person out there. The government's not going to do it. They're 100 percent compromised. They're doing everything they can do to stop us and every other movement around. And um, it, it really is up to us. So, you know, find some place to dig in, find some place you're comfortable um, and start heading in that direction. As long as it's for freedom, we win. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you for being here tonight. Thank you, everybody in the audience. Uh, Obviously, you're welcome back anytime. Uh, I really appreciate you uh, giving us the opportunity to have you on the show. It was a great conversation as far as I'm concerned. So thank you. uh, And uh, just everything that you're doing, it's just incredible. And and I think together we're going to be able to get this all sorted out. Thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate you and all the work you do, Zach. Absolutely. Thank you. And hopefully we'll talk again soon. Yes, sir. All right, Greg. Have a great night. Thank you. 
No problem. All right, guys, we're going to go through and uh, finish up these thank yous. And I apologize to the people on the phone who did not get the opportunity to speak with Greg. Uh, let's go ahead and jump back over here to the foxhole. Q Revere said, glad you're finally enacting the no self-promotion call-in rule. Love all your callers, though. I love the callers, too, and I appreciate that people get on the line and they want to say things, but I just really would appreciate it if people called in with great questions like you did tonight. Really means a lot to me. Sean Joe, thank you very much. Roadless Wolf says, have you contacted organizations like Judicial Watch or Veritas? We'll have to ask him that one next time. Sean Joe, thanks again. Uh, Cutie Pie wanted to know if Greg believed that LGB would be around much longer. LGB, what does LGB stand for? You guys are going to have to um, give me uh, the uh, the decode on that one. LGB. LGB, I don't know. Tell me tell me what LGB means. Rain says, uh, Zach, thank you for this and letting me rant. Uh, you know where I stand, and I love you all. And then Joshua Bain said, great show as always. So I uh, apologize to those last couple ones that we didn't get through. Hopefully I didn't. Oh, no, it looks like there are a bunch that I missed. Um, Dr. Hoffman, we patriots were robbed here in 2020. Race was called two hours before the poll closed. That makes no sense. Trump won. Javon Hutton Pulitzer will be providing citizen training for voter roll cleanup. Follow to get involved. Happy Strummer says the midterm pandemic will be donkey pox. It's already here. B-Tech Vendetta says, thanks for all the interviews you do, Zach. Truth wins. Keep them coming. Great Awakening. Good job, Zach. I am more and more impressed with your interviewing skills with each stream. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate that. Uh, let me see. Um, I'll take one more caller. Let's see who this is. And I apologize. Hopefully you're not going to be mad at me that Greg had to leave. Uh, also, thank you to Chops ITMC over on Odyssey. And let's see what the Galaxy S10 has to say. Hey, SpaceShot76 is watching. Good to see you, man. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. And it looks like uh, the Galaxy S10 is not working. Not working. So, all right, we'll go ahead and put you back in the waiting room, and hopefully you get that working. Denise, we'll bring in Denise, and we'll see what's on Denise's mind before we hang up. All right. And did I miss one over here? Uh, no, we, we answered that one. Uh, Denise is connecting to audio. Denise, are you there? Hi, Denise, are you there? Yeah, Denise? Yes, I'm here. Oh, oh, it's Denise from the UK. Well, Denise, it's good to hear from you. It's just you and me now. Greg had to jump off the line. Uh, but if I can answer any questions for you, then I'll be happy to. Well, I didn't have a question for Greg. I was just going to tell him that... Uh, um, that his you'd be surprised how many people in the uk have watched that mm -hmm. with great interest and i believe it was even brought up in the european union in the parliament really um yeah so uh i just wanted to let him know that his 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 movies not only um affected the us but it's being watched with great interest in the uk in Europe, and I'm sure elsewhere in the world as well. And That's I awesome. cannot wait for him to pull the ripcord on his next on his next revelation. Oh yeah, he says it's going to blow. He says it's going to blow two thousand mules out the water. Yes, um, I'm excited to to hear it. I'm I am excited as well. To hear what it's all about. 
I'm ju- I think I'm just as excited gonna... as you and everybody else out there in the audience. I mean, uh, yeah, the information from 2000 Mules to me was a revelation. So to imagine that yeah. something else 10 times that, yeah, that's just going to be a mind blower. Yeah. I mean, I got, I got, um, I got a naughty sticker slapped on me on Facebook for spreading about 2000 mules. I was told I was spreading misinformation because geo tracking doesn't work and it's been debunked. And AP, I think they debunked, they said AP and Reuters were the two that they quoted as debunking it. That's right. Um, So, (laughs) so yeah, disappointed, but you're looking very well. Thank you so glowing much. Glowing you are. That's that's You're the glowing. Florida life. Yeah, that's the Florida life. And I've been spending as much time as I can outside uh, in the sunshine. So it's doing me good. It, it certainly is. You're looking well on it. Thank you very much. You're not pale and pasty anymore, that's for sure. No, no, no. I feel a lot better being down here in Florida, let me tell you. It's great. Oh, and, okay. and and I just need to let everybody know, let's go, Brandon. I got it. I got it. I was trying to think of somebody's name. I was like, you know, this is like uh, three initials. It's like like Lauren George <laughs> Bobert or something like that. But no, let's go, Brandon. I understand now. I understand now. All right. All right. Well, listen, Denise, it's really good to hear from you. How have you been? I'm okay. I'm still here. Okay. I'm still, I still wake up every day. So good. I'm still here. Good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. All right. Well, listen, uh, thank you for your call. I appreciate it. And uh, tomorrow we're going to have a uh, an MK Ultra whistleblower. So maybe uh, maybe you can stop by for that one, too. Oh, that would be interesting. I think I'm so. I'm sure I will. All right. Awesome. Well, have okay. a great night, Denise. Thank you so much. And you, Zach. Night, right. love. Night, night. All right, you guys. Uh, so... Like I said, tomorrow we're going to have an MK Ultra whistleblower. His name is James Martinez. James is also working on a cold fusion project. Uh, and we're doing a show specifically about that cold fusion project a little bit later in the month. But tomorrow we're going to talk about his revelations about the MK Ultra program. He was a whistleblower from uh, a long time ago. Uh, so please, everybody, if you are here and you are not subscribed, please subscribe to the channel. Thank you to everybody who supported the show tonight. It really means a lot. I'm going to go ahead and pass out those gold I'm pills. I'm sure I will. All right. And awesome. Well, have okay. a great night. There we go. Uh, gold pills are passing out now. Scratch Off has been released. Thank you to everybody over on Rumble as well. Let me just check to make sure I didn't miss anything over on Buy Me a Coffee and on Lisa's Cash App. Looks like nothing on Lisa's Cash App. Uh, but buy me a coffee. I know that something came through. Uh, let me see the other day that I didn't get a chance to say, uh, Shaylee, she said, great show with cash. So very proud of you. It was professional and informative. Going to send you an email with some info. Thank you. Uh, and thank you very much for that. I got your email. I just need to respond. Uh, Joe Mullins, he said the cash interview was awesome. And then grand illusion said, RP, you keep me sane along with many others, but you are top notch friend. Thank you very much, everybody. I appreciate you being here tonight. Thank you once again to Greg Phillips. And uh, let me know if there's anything from the interview that you want me to clip up and put out individually. But the show will be available on all of the platforms probably in the next hour or two. The podcast will be out shortly as well. Uh, And until then, good luck and God bless. I'll see you guys tomorrow.